0: You are listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. Awaken Church is a diverse community of authentic love and hope where you can belong as you change and change as you follow Jesus. The other day I had a conversation a lot like one I've had numerous times since we moved to Natchitoches to, to plant and launch this ministry, this mission called Awaken Church in Natchitoches, Louisiana. And I'm at this... Coffee shop in town it 's called story brew and and if, and if you 're in the area, you know this is this is a nice spot it 's a great spot and i 'm at story brew and i 'm in there and i 'm having my coffee i 've got my laptop doing a little work like i do and, and, I, and I, I like to do that I like to hang out there and do some do a little work, catch up, maybe even read a bit and uh, as usual. Uh, I'm wearing my awakened Nacodish t-shirt, one of our one of our uh, church shirts. It's just and it's a conversation starter. It really is, and and it started a conversation. This this guy comes up and he's like, "So what is that about? Uh, what what's this? What's awakened Nacodish?" And so I said, "Hey, we're it's. Uh, I'm glad you asked." And I always say that. I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> Let me tell you about awakened church, and I kind of share with him the vision for. You know, this this church, you know, a multicultural church, a, a multiplying church, a, a church where the mission is the mission, where we're on the mission of Jesus to, to love our neighbors into the kingdom, to awaken people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus, and then equip them to awaken others. And we got this conversation going about faith and about church, and not just about awakening church, but just in general, you know, and this is a timely conversation for us. And this guy, he's, he's from out of town, like so many people are that I tend to meet there and and uh, he says thank you for the conversation and the fellowship now that's not a, a, a you know that's not a, a word we use a lot in our culture at least i don't hear it a lot i don't use it too much i've used it a lot more lately um but he said thank you for the conversation and the fellowship so fellowship I mean, what is fellowship and i thought what a weird thing to say thank you for the fellowship think about it what what is what is fellowship and as you're thinking about it, um, let, let's go ahead and engage with this uh, reality. This is our second week of Advent. This is the, the, ad, the Advent week. We light the candles of love on the Advent wreath. And, uh, we, you know, the candle of love is like, you know, it's, it reminds us the love of God is expressed through our Savior, Jesus Christ. And um, that's reason for us to rejoice. And rejoice is our theme for for the Advent this year, and at the same time we remain mindful as as we like this is our theme to rejoice that that even in this magical time of year, for some it's a season of loneliness and overwhelming grief, and and if that is the case, what what can we do with this theme, rejoice? I mean, if that's me, what do I do with this theme, rejoice? If I'm feeling alone or lonely or or just depressed well the word the word fellowship it's 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 an important word and it means this it means you're on a journey and you're not alone that's that's literally what it means think of think of fellowship of the ring right from the lord of the rings trilogy it means you're on a journey and you're not alone and so this is kind of our leading us into our story once again for this week it's in in luke chapter 1 and uh in this story there's this lady named Elizabeth and Elizabeth is well past her child bearing years and she's 6 months pregnant and so this angel this this messenger from god goes to her cousin or her relative Mary and Mary's like you know what, 13 years old at the time we don't know for sure but that's kind of the assumption and 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 goes and tells her like Like Mary, you even though you're a virgin, you're gonna have a baby, and this baby's gonna be this baby's gonna be the savior. And 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 uh, Mary says, You know, I'm gonna have a baby. How can this happen? How can this happen? I am a virgin. And so we pick up in the story here in, in verse 35. Luke 1, 35. The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in, in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea, to the town where Zechariah lived. Now, Zechariah was Elizabeth's husband. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry. I wonder what that sounded like. Ha ha! ha ha. And exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believed what the Lord you believed that the Lord would do what he said. And then Mary responded with a song. And this is the beginning of that song. Oh, how my soul praises the Lord, how my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. And the song goes on, but that's where we'll we'll stop for today and look at this a little bit deeper. With, With this big idea, whether your journey is happy or sad, fellowship means you're not alone. Whether your journey is right now, like this season, whether the season you're in on your journey is happy or sad, fellowship means you're not alone. And in Jesus, we have fellowship to rejoice. And so there's a few thoughts about fellowship and how do we rejoice in in, in this reality uh, in this season and in the advent, here's one of the things we can we can do. We can realize how you're created. Realize how you're created. Now, n- now we're not all created the same. Just like not all trees are created the same. We, my family was blessed for like 15 years. My dad, mainly, uh, ran a Christmas tree farm, and and I would go. My family, my little family, would go and uh, on uh, Thanksgiving, and then open up on the. uh, black friday and just um you know we didn't live there so we would come in on on weekends and help out and and that's when it was really busy and there's like the two main christmas trees that we had that we can grow in north louisiana are the leland cypress and the carolina sapphire now there's others but those are the two main ones and they're both gorgeous trees now here's the difference they're both created as as trees right but they're but, but they're definitely different the leland cypress it goes in, in 16 years, can grow to 49 feet tall. And it's a very hardy tree, but it's got very shallow roots. Now, Carolina sapphire, in, in eight years, it grows 40 feet. And it's a kind of a blue gray color. And it's very hardy. And the smell man, those Carolina sapphires, you like that? That smell is just like, that's the smell of Christmas. <laughs> See, they're both created by the same God, but they're both designed differently you could go you could live your life outside of god's design for you isn't isn't that the choice that a lot of people make i mean living outside the design of god some something about how god designed us is you were created for relationships just like these trees are all created differently they have one thing in common they are trees and we all have one thing in common we're created for relationships see you're, you you probably know this saying success means nothing unless you have someone to share it with or maybe this one misery loves company we know that one right and generally people people don't desire to do life alone you, you may consider yourself a loner uh, you may be hardwired as an introvert but you still desire someone to share your ups and downs with your successes and failures your pe- your, your, your pleasure and your pain you ask can, can this person identify with me that's that's what we wonder can, can they relate to what i'm going through so here's how God created us. Everyone needs to be loved and love. Everyone needs to love and be loved. That's a need. That's a need we have within our DNA. It's in, it's in the way God made us. We need to be loved. We, we need to love and be loved. People wonder a lot of times when they look at a church like Awakened Church. You know, a, a handful of us in a movie theater, um, really trying to like as we gather for worship and learn together and grow together. But we're like constantly reaching out to to others, and, and, and folks will come and be like, "Well, there's really nobody here that looks like me. There's nobody like me here." And, and here's the re- here here's the reality: we all are the same in that we need love and to be loved. Mary found just such a relationship in her her rela- her relative. Elizabeth immediately after this messenger from God told Mary that she would have a baby named Jesus, uh, he told her that Elizabeth, her much older relative, was going to have a baby as well. Now Mary's pregnancy was miraculous because she's a virgin. We get that. But, 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 but Elizabeth's pregnant was considered a miracle as well. Instantly, Mary had someone whom she could identify. And so did Elizabeth. How, how God created us, Everyone needs someone with whom they can identify. Now when Mary visited Elizabeth, she found no jealousy, she found no judgment, that they both found fellowship and someone to share in their rejoicing. They had fellowship to rejoice, not only because they were related and were both expecting, but because God was right there in the middle of it. You and I function in a life best when we have a relationship with God that's working through our relationships with others love God love others if God isn't the God of all your relationships things are going to get messed up this is what the church really is it's 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 relationships where God is at the center church isn't an institution or an organization church is a fellowship church is not a place but a people Ephesians 1 5 says God's unchanging plan has always been to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. And, he, and this gave him great pleasure. So in Jesus, we find fellowship to rejoice because belonging to his family, the church, means you have people with who you can love and be loved by. You have, you have people who can identify with what you're going through. Believe it or not, this is reality. When you realize that this is how you're created, church becomes something much more than something I do. We begin to understand that the church is who I am because of Jesus. God created us for relationships, and through Jesus, uh, He gives us a very real, very, very real new family, and that's called church. And, and when we realize this, when we realize how we're created, we reveal. That you change, you reveal that you are changed. One of my favorite Christmas uh, TV shows or movies is How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I love How the Grinch Stole Christmas, and I know that that's not everybody's favorite, but but you know it's it's the story of the Grinch and why is he a Grinch because he's You know he he's kind of left out. He's he's a loner. No, he feels like nobody loves him. Nobody cares. And they the 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 people of Whoville, the, the the citizens of Whoville, they have this party and celebrate, and they have great joy because they have fellowship together. And then this one little girl makes a difference. She shows love and acceptance to the Grinch, Cindy Lou Who. Shows love and acceptance to the Grinch and, and and extends fellowship to the Grinch. And the Grinch finds fellowship. And the Grinch, even though he tried to destroy their joy, he hears them singing in fellowship and in joy of Christmas. And what happened next? Well, in Whoville, they say the Grinch's heart grew three sizes that day. See, Such was the spirit of fellowship and love among the people that it didn't matter that all their presents were stolen. They have each other. And the Grinch was changed from the inside out through through one little girl who showed unconditional love. and, And as he witnessed what it looked like to live how you're created to live, his heart was changed. He was changed. How have you been changed? By fellowship, by love, by acceptance, now in our story today, Elizabeth and Mary, bo- both ladies were were changed. A, a, a very young Mary and an elderly Elizabeth, both about to become mommies for the very first time. And as soon as Mary entered Elizabeth's house, it was revealed to Elizabeth that Mary was changed. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her, and Elizabeth was it was filled with great joy. See, Mary and Elizabeth were both were being changed by God, and they found a fellowship together called. Communion. They had communion, fellowship, a fellowship together. That's called communion. Now, communion. When we think of that, we think of 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 taking the Lord's supper, right? And I love it's my it's it's the Eucharist. And communion is my favorite word. You know, it's called the Lord's supper. It's called the Eucharist. Communion is my favorite word for this because communion reveals that through Jesus, God has changed us and is changing us in this relationship with Him and with one another. Communion is how we celebrate our new identity as a child of God. So when we take communion together, it's it's a time of it's it's not just fellowship, but it's literally, it's literally celebrating that new identity as a child of God in community together. Luke 22, 19. And it says uh, the story of Jesus giving this to his disciples. This is the message paraphrase. It says, Taking bread, he blessed it, broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Eat in my memory. He did the same with the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant written in my blood, poured out for you. See, Jesus made a point of this because it's, it's important to our relationships. That we reveal our identity change to each other to, to, to others, to, to each other and to others. In Christ, we belong to the Creator. We belong to each other. This is why communion isn't just another ritual, it's a celebration at God's Thanksgiving table, elbow to elbow, rejoicing together. It's a beautiful thing. And as we realize how we're, we're created, we reveal to the world around us, excuse me, we reveal to the world around us that we are changed by Jesus. And as we understand that this fellowship means relationships, we enter into the reality that in order for our relationships to work and to thrive, there is some risk involved. And so let me camp out on that, that that you have to take a risk to connect. If you're going to embrace all that what fellowship is, if you're going to have a fellowship to rejoice, you're going to have to risk to connect. Now I mentioned uh, Story Storybrew Coffee and that's one of my favorite places in Natchitoches. It's like actually a couple of my favorite spots have become Front Street Marketplace and Story Brew Coffee because they both serve coffee and ha- you know, and you can you can sit and enjoy the atmosphere but also can I can get some work done and I can meet. I do a lot of meetings there. Opportunities to meet people that I otherwise wouldn't meet actually. Connecting with new people, especially those who are unchurched, it's risky. Connecting with new people who are unchurched in this in this connection, it's risky, because you you risk what rejection. You start up a conversation about faith, about God, about Jesus, about church. Who is this weirdo? Who is this guy sitting here with this shirt that says "Awaken, nakedish? You know what's he doing here? And then there's there's a risk involved to connect. Connecting on on a relational level that God created us for can seem risky because true fellowship means we open ourselves up to the pain of relationships it's true fellowship true fellowship means we open ourselves up to the pain of relationships but unless we take that risk and connect we will never grow in our faith and in our love for one another perhaps perhaps you took a risk just by listening to this today I want to thank you thank you thank you for taking that risk Think think about think about the risk Mary took in order to connect with Elizabeth. I mean, will she be mad? I'm just showing up. After all, she didn't send word that she's pregnant. An angel told me. How she go? <laughs> hey, I'm here to visit cousin Elizabeth. Um, an angel told me you're pregnant. <laughs> How's that going to go? Will she notice? Will she notice if I start to show? Think about Mary. This risk. I mean, will she no- she knows I'm not married? What if I start to show? What if she notices? She didn't find judgment. She found blessing. Elizabeth said, you are blessed because you believed the Lord would do what he said. The connection we have with, uh, with, uh, with each other as family members means we are to encourage each other. This is why Jesus made us the church. <laughs> A part of what it means to be the church is to encourage each other. This requires me to love. It really does. It, we, we are placed into the family of God where we can learn to love each other and we express that in fellowship through encouraging each other. Romans 12:9 says and this is again from the message paraphrase, love from the center of who you are. Don't fake it. Run for dear life from evil. Hold on to dear life. Hold on for dear life to good. Be good friends who love deeply. Practice playing second fiddle. Don't burn out. Keep yourselves fueled and aflame. Be alert, servants of the Master. Cheerfully expectant. Don't quit in hard times. Pray all the harder. Help needy Christians. Be inventive in hospitality. Bless your enemies. No cursing under your breath laugh with your happy friends when they're happy and share tears when they're down. <laughs> That's what it is. You are formed for God's family. Church is to be where people encourage one another and love one another, and it breaks my heart, and in many cases, that, that the church has anything, it seems like it's anything but a place of encouragement and love. That is not what church is. That is not who church is. Imagine how God must feel. That breaks my heart. And this is supposed to be God's children, God's family in fellowship together, encouraging each other with love. Imagine how God must feel when we don't. Whether your journey is happy or sad, fellowship means you're not alone. You're not alone. In Jesus, we have fellowship to rejoice. So this week, take this next step this week. Take a risk to connect with someone by inviting them to church next week. Take a risk. There's a lot of different ways, and you're creative enough to take what is my next step here. But here's a suggestion. This week, take a risk to connect with someone by inviting them to church with you next week. Thank you for listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. It's our hope that you have been encouraged by today's message. Find out more about Awaken Church at awakenla.church. Or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Awaken Church LA.